Hi everyone and welcome to the Forest Spirituality Podcast with me, Julie Brett. Today I'm going to continue the series of podcasts on looking at the Wheel of the Year that I started at the Summer Solstice. Um, it's a little bit late, so sorry about that. I was in New Zealand for the Southern Hemisphere Obot Assembly in January and it was also the beginning of the school year for my son and it's been pretty hot and full on, which makes me feel pretty frazzled. But, you know, there's something about all this that actually makes sense for what I'd like to talk to you about today. So um, right now, this is the time of year that in my book um, I named Storm Festival. Um, when I was making my Wheel of the Year down for the, the Northern Beaches in Sydney. And um, it's a time when we often get really hot, humid days and they, they often end with this dramatic southerly wind and a good stormy downpour. And it cools the day off beautifully and there's this real joy in that silence um, before the winds start to come up and then these big fat drops of rain start falling and, well, I can tell you there have been more than a few times that I've got out and danced in it because it's just such a relief um, after a really hot, humid, stifling day when, when everything's sort of difficult and um, you know, it's just hard to think sometimes in that heat and to get things that you want to get done. And that rain at the end of the day is just really welcome. So, so yeah, um, up here in the mountains too, we've had some really awesome storms lately. Um, and I know down in Sydney they have been too. I'm not sure about the rest of the country though. I'm pretty sure that there are a lot of areas that are still really dry. And, of course, there were those really intense fires in Tasmania and they're still going that have just been devastating I'm so sorry to hear about that loss of the forest and people's homes there. It's just tragic and it's kind of unusual too. Um, for some places there might be other factors at this time of year that you're noticing. Like sometimes it's not um, always this perfect pattern. Sometimes we notice when there's a lack of something as well or when something's different and what we can celebrate then is perhaps... Um, or not celebrate, but acknowledge uh, something that should be there or that, that is usually there and we're acknowledging the, the difference um, and acknowledging our um, experience with that difference. So um, in drought years in Sydney, um, when it was dry at this time of year, I really noticed this lack of the big storms and I really missed them because um, we still had this intense heat and humidity, but it just wasn't breaking like this this southerly wind didn't turn up and um cool down the day and bring the rain so um there was a real sense of of wanting that and missing it um but despite them not being there there was still this sense um of, of a storminess and an energy about the place that that had that that excess energy of fire and water energy um in us you know so we were quite emotional and quite um you know fiery everybody was sort of quick to be irritable and emotional um I found and there was there was still this real need for a, a metaphorical dance in the rain if you like like we, we needed childlike play moments we needed to to go dancing or to just do something fun and just let some steam off you know let um ourselves just relax a bit in a fun childlike way um just 
sort of that release, that, that sense of like, I'm standing in my clothes in the rain and I don't care. And I'm just, it's just a joyful moment. And, and that bliss of that feeling is more important than, than any sort of practical concern in the moment. Um, and, um, if you're interested in that idea of the, the year of two life cycles, um, that I explained in my book, um, with a, a death and rebirth point at both the winter solstice and the summer solstice, um, then this time of year is, is the time of the light child. So you've got your dark half of the year and your light half of the year. And that, that death and rebirth that we had at midsummer was when we considered what was really important to us and we looked at our priorities and we let go of what we no longer needed in our lives and, and like you let it die and so that you can be reborn anew and fresh and ready for that next cycle of the year um which so now is that's the um like that fresh little child of the light um so the light half of the year is all about sort of outward active process um so that child of the light um half of the year is is very sort of outwardly expressive um she needs to talk it out or or cry or dance in the rain or swim or run under the sprinkler or eat ice blocks and um, play with the hose pipe and just like be silly and fun. Um, you know, have a laugh, go dancing. Um, yeah, just, just sort of keep it, keep things light. She's all emotion and energy and tempestuousness like a storm. Um, she needs to shake her sillies out and have a bit of a laugh. So this time of year is a great time to make sure you're not taking things too seriously. Um, it can be quite draining with so much heat and humidity or, or just intense uh, energies around the place. It's good to make sure that we're looking after ourselves and um, not letting that uh, weigh us down. Um, just taking that time to yeah, have that metaphorical dance in the rain and enjoy that abundance of um, of that life force energy in rain if we can get it and if if we can't then then finding other ways that we can um, work with that that fire and water energy but maybe that's not what's happening in your area and um, you know you're looking at things in a different way and there's something else that's really speaking to you at this time of the year um, and I would be really interested to hear um, what that's about for you um, and uh, when I put this up, I think I'll also put on Druids Down Under a discussion about what, what this time of the year is about for you and places that you live. So if you'd like to get on there and have a chat on Facebook, that would be really cool. Um, so yeah, let, let's share our nature diary experiences and, and what this time of the year is about for us because it's really interesting to learn about that diversity around the country. Um, so obviously... You know, this is looking at my, my local will of year and my local experiences of what's happening around me. And, and that's always been a massively important part of it, that stormy, that that dance need to, to let out um, all that emotion. Um, but also traditionally, Lunasa um, is a harvest festival. Um, in Britain, it's actually uh, the time when the wheat and other grain harvests begin. So it's associated with bread making. And I, when I was at Avebury, I remember um, at Lunasa, all of the, the trucks going past on the road that goes through the circle, all full of um, the hay bales and, or the, you know, full of the wheat harvest. Um, and it was like, 
just so appropriate. It, it you know, really was happening at that time. But um, here in New South Wales, at least, the, the grain harvest actually begins in October and it ends in January. So Lunasa being like the first few days of February, it isn't really about the beginning of the harvest so much as the end of the harvest. Um, so we can still recognize it as a festival about bread or, um, you know, about baking and, and, um, using those grains, but, um, cause they're an incredibly important food source to so many people. It's really nice to have a festival where, where we're celebrating that. Um, and you know, making bread yourself can be a really fun activity. Um, something to a lovely skill to learn or even just baking cakes or biscuits or something like that. It's a lovely thing to do. But um, yeah, I just would be sometimes I'm, I'm mindful of the wording that we use in our rituals. So talking about the grain harvest coming to an end um, and this being a celebration of, of the, the harvest of, of the bread is, is really great. Um, but yeah, talking about it as the first harvest of wheat would be incorrect in at least the area that I live in. You might like to look up um, what it is in your area and see if it's... Um, happening at a different time uh so that that can really you know help you connect with what's actually happening um nearby and what what uh your connection with your local agricultural cycles is like because otherwise we're, we're just working with a mythology of agriculture so i mean there's still there's still that those stories of loo that we can look at as well and uh you know and relating lunasa to that there's some beautiful stories about that. Um, and here in the mountains, we have the apple orchards, lots of apple orchards. So um, recently, some friends uh, with the Urban Druid group uh, went out to do Lunasa at um, Bilpin, where we, we went picking apples and other fruits. And that was really nice because um, it really is the first harvest for apples at this time of year. And that moves through into the beginning of June. So it's fairly close to um, that sowing timing for it being the last harvest. So apples here can be that, that beautiful symbolism um, of, of when those harvest festivals are happening. So you might find that there's something that's near you that um, is more suited to that, that timing of that first, second and third harvest festival. But yeah, like just looking at what's happening around us can be really nice. Uh, and we were also really lucky to be able to collect some of the apple wood from the orchard's trimmings that the owner let us have. Um, and uh, we, we might make ourselves some silver branches or some other um, interesting staves or wands and things like that. So if you don't know what a silver branch is, it's a, a magical item that's referred to on quite a number of occasions in the Celtic mythology. Um, it's associated with Mananung MacLear as the guardian of the other world and also with the story of the voyage of Bran and um so if you, if you have one of these magical items in the fairy tales and not just in that story but in, in other ones as well it would um, grant you access into the other world which uh is called Anun in Welsh and Turnanog in Irish so uh, you find fairy tales as well where somebody holding a an apple branch would meet the fairies or, or sleeping under an apple tree might 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 find themselves um, taken off to fairyland uh, because of these associations. So it's um, and they and they actually use them in the the courts. So the the poets 
would have a, a branch, um, maybe with bells on it, um, in the shapes of apples, and they would shake them to get the attention of the court before they told a poem. Um, and they had bronze ones for amateur poets, silver ones for skilled poets, and gold branches for the master poets, the Olavs. So um, maybe um, it's uh, when when they're shaking the the bells to get everyone's attention and then they, they tell the stories or sing a song or, or, or recite a poem, it's actually through the story that they take people to the other world through those stories. But anyway, it's a, it's a lovely thing to think about um, that beautiful, magical meaning of the apples if you do have apple orchards where you live. Um, and uh, looking up some of these stories can be a lovely part of that. Maybe you'd like to go apple picking if that's something that you've got nearby, but maybe there's something else that grows nearby um, in your agricultural cycle that you might associate with this time of the year. Who knows? Maybe it's um, pineapples or um, I don't know, whatever it is where you live. <laughs> um, and you can work that perhaps into um, your understanding of what um, this time of year is about. And yes, again, I would love to hear um, your experiences of, of that and how you're celebrating. So I really hope you're enjoying the season, whatever it's bringing for you. Um, if it's ended up finding you in trouble with the drought or the heat or the fires, I really hope through that I really hope that you get through it soon um, and find some peace um, in at least looking at that need for that childlike release and fun um, that, you know, just not taking everything too seriously. It's a really testing time of year. Um, so don't despair. We're all coming in through this, this fierce heat of summer now and, and it's coming to an end and we're moving into that more gentle time of autumn with its wonderful harvest and foraging opportunities. I know the blackberries in my garden are nearly ripe and soon we'll be seeing more mushrooms coming out in the the pine forests that are near us and um, we go foraging for those, especially if the rain keeps up. Um, I hope that um, you're considering what the harvest really means for you too. Uh, I hope that you're taking time to pick what's right for you I, I hope that you're choosing well what it is that you're harvesting in life, what you're bringing in. I, I hope that you take your time and spend time in the orchard, you know, just looking at, at what there is available for you. There's no rush to pick straight away. I hope that um, you make the most of what you do pick and you store what you need to store away for later. And I hope that you have enough to share with everyone around you and um, that the harvest brings you a lot of joy. So thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this and I'd love to hear your thoughts on everything and I'll see you next time.